Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Verse 14, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Verse 15, Neither do man light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16, Let your light so shine among them that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So, I don't guess I've ever preached on this text before and we sure do need your prayers for just a few minutes. Verse 13 says, Ye are the salt of the earth. <clears throat> you, uh, I know we got some good cooks at Dutch Bottoms. But every once in a while, there are certain foods that you can add a little salt to, and it makes a difference in the way they taste. You might put salt on soup beans or watermelon or cantaloupe or in your to season with. That's what it's for, isn't it? To season and make things taste better. And so salt. So, I want to say this. You look at salt. I had a chemistry class several years ago when I was in school. And out of that whole semester, I remember two formulas H2O and NaCl. And that's the breadth and the depth of my knowledge of chemistry. But. Salt is made of sodium and chloride, chlorine. And if you know anything about sodium, when it's in a solid form, just the least little bit of moisture will cause it to catch on fire. And you can't put it out with just water because that makes it worse but you have to put it out with graphite or something of that nature because water makes the flame get higher. It makes the fire worse. And you take chlorine, and if you've ever dealt with a swimming pool, or I had three boys that worked over there at Splash Country, if you've ever dealt with any water like that that people swim in, you use chlorine to purify it. I've put it in before, and if you get down too close, the smell that you get, the inhale from that chlorine, will make you lightheaded. It will burn your nostrils. And even in World War One, they used chlorine as a chemical agent for chemical warfare. But I'm not talking about the table salt. I'm talking about the spiritual salt. Amen. I'm talking about something that makes things better. 
I'm talking about something that makes things taste more palatable. I'm talking about something that makes everything that it goes on good. Good old spiritual salt. What are you talking about? The Bible says that in, except unless you had the Spirit, you're none of His. We can sing, Jesus loves me. We can sing Amazing Grace. And John does a good job leading singing. Marty's done a good job filling in. We got some of the best singers you'll ever hear right here at Dutch Bottoms. But until it's seasoned with salt, it's just not the same. Until the good spirit comes by and bears witness. And I've sung for years, and you ask these singers that we've got here at Dutch Bottoms, they can sing, but unless it's got a little seasoning in it, it just don't get far. Even the preaching. You can study all week. Ask, ask Johnny right here. He's preached for years. You can study all week and think that you've got it worked out and think you know what needs to be said. But unless it's covered with some seasoning, it just don't seem to get very far. We've, we've got to have that good old spiritual salt. And so, just like the chemicals that I made mention of, that good old spiritual salt will start a fire. That good old spiritual salt, one of the prophets said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. And aren't you glad? And sometimes it's just like a little flame, and sometimes it's like an all-consuming fire. And the more that you have, the better off you are. Now listen, you can, you can get a little too much of that table salt, can't you? If you just keep layering it on there. But you can't ever get enough of that good old spiritual salt. All right. <clears throat> We look at the, you know what salt does? Salt purifies. Salt, salt can help you clean up. We read over in the Old Testament, over in Ezekiel, how that Ezekiel said that the, once, once Israel had their children, they took a, a, a salt bath and they cleaned that child in salt bath. Oh, that we could be clean. And you pray for me for just a few minutes. There's a whole lot in this. If I can just get to the Lord. So, if we could just be clean. Aren't you glad for the day? You remember the day that you realized you were a sinner? That you were lost and undone? And some of us were, were maybe children. Some of us older. Some of us adults. But it don't matter how blackened you were with sin. It don't matter how dirty your life was. It doesn't matter <coughs> what you had done or what you hadn't done. When you got down there and that good old seasoning began to come and you realize, you know what? Before you realize you need a bath, you realize that you're dirty. And when the good old seasoning comes by and you realize that you're lost and undone, that you're a sinner without the Lord and on your way to hell, that good old spiritual salt can help you realize where you are and where you need to be. It can help you to clean your life up. It, it's a Drawing and it calls and it helps us to get clean with the Lord if we'll follow the good old spirit. We read where Elisha was down in Jericho, and the men the men said, This is a good place, and this is a good city, but the water's bad. 
They said, we can't drink it, just in my words, we can't drink it. And it's and all the crops and all the grass that's around, the water is killing it, and we need something done. And Elisha said, go get me a new cruise. There's a reason he wanted a new cruise. He didn't want one that had, had something else in it. He didn't want one that was dirty. He didn't want one that, that was polluted with something else. He wanted a new cruise of what? Of salt. And, and, he, and he took the new cruise of salt and he went down to the fountain of the water and he put the salt in the water and the water became good. He pronounced it clean. And he said, now you can drink of it. Now it's got a good taste to it. Now it'll, it'll cause new growth because he added the salt. I'm here to tell you today, whenever you get the good spirit and power of God in your life, you'll be something about you that'll make people want to be around you. There'll be something about you that'll be a positive influence on people's life. There'll be something about you that will help you to stay out of the world, to stay clean when you get the good old spirit of God in your life. We need to be seasoned with salt. It purifies. It cleans. You know what else salt does? It preserves. Now, you think I'm, I'm old because I lived before we had the internet. If you talk to some of these really gray-haired folks, they can tell you about a time that they didn't have freezers. So when they killed the hog, they took the meat to the smokehouse, and what did they put on it? Put salt on it, didn't they? Why did they do that? Because it preserved it. And you could keep that meat for a year or, or so. If you put that salt on there and you rub that meat down just right, it helps preserve that meat. You know what the good old spiritual salt does? It helps preserve us. I believe the Bible says that our soul is sealed until the day of redemption. How did that happen? That didn't happen because Johnny Wallet said, Son, you're saved, get up. That did not happen because mom and dad went to church all the time and said, Join the church and you'll be all right. That did not happen. Because I was a member and never missed a service. Because I put my ties in or whatever. But the reason my soul is sealed until the day of redemption is because when I got saved, I was sealed with a spiritual salt. He put something down in there. I got the complete package. <laughs> that made the devil mad. Got all I ever needed. That's all we need today is that good old spiritual salt. Now listen. Ye are the salt. You are. I've seen over the last week and a half, two weeks, more hatred than I've ever seen in my life. People screaming, yelling, putting themselves first and everybody else last. I 
And you say, preacher, our country and our nation's in a bad way. Yes, it is. And I'm afraid most people can't realize, and you pray on for a little while. I'm afraid most people can't realize that the answer is not going to come from the Democratic or the Republican parties. It's not going to come from the independents. If we want our world to be better, are the salt of the earth. We need more salt in our world today. We need more spiritual. We need to be seasoned with salt. We need to be. We need to show the world that this is not a fly-by-night thing. And I've seen those folks, and you have too. They'll get in. They'll make a trip to the altar. They'll get up. They'll go out to the same old people they were. You know what? They, you know what happened to them? They never were salted. They never got seasoned. They never experienced the real thing. I'm telling you, Paul said the things I once loved and I'll hate and the things I once hate and I'll love. You know what happened to that man? He got seasoned with salt. Ye are the salt of the earth. Now, in our kitchen, we have a meal. There's a container. And that container's got holes in the top of it. And inside that container is salt for seasoning. How long has it been since you shook your salt shaker? <laughs> How long has it been since you've seasoned somebody's life with salt? How long has it been since now, preacher? I'm not a preacher. I'm not a Sunday school teacher. Listen. Over in the New Testament, you know what it tells me? Let your speech be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. You know what we often do? We leave the salt out. We, we leave the grace out. That's what we've seen in the last two weeks. There's been no grace. There's been no salt. And people are saying what they think and what they feel and leaving the salt out. Oh, if we consider that we're nothing but sinners saved by grace. If we consider how much love God had for us, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him, it don't matter what political party you belong to, a soul is a soul, and all need salvation. And the only way they can get it is if we turn the shaker upside down and season it with salt. Oh, and I've said this before, and I'm sure you've heard other people say it. The good Lord come by, the Spirit begin to move it, and maybe we didn't have Sunday school right away, or maybe this happened before this normally happened in the service, and people say, well, we've got out of order. I'm here to tell you today, sometimes we need to turn things upside down so that we can get the season in. So that we can see God's salt. Oh, that we can see God move. And the only way that He can move is through us. Because we are the salt. (laughs) 
But if the salt has lost its savor, what's that? If it's lost the ability to make things taste better, if it's lost the ability to change people's lives, if it's lost the ability, and you put it on there and there is no difference in the taste, it's lost its savor. Not the Savior, the Savior. Let me give you an example of an instance when the salt had lost its savor. Luke 17 says this, Remember Lot's wife. You know who Lot was, don't you? He was the gentleman, he was the child of God that lived down in Sodom day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And you could say that maybe even he had lost a little bit of his savor because when he tried to warn his sons-in-law about the wrath that was to come, about the fire that was going to fall, they mocked him because he seemed as one that mocked. In other words, his speech wasn't seasoned with salt. Now let's go on. We read about where the angels picked up Lot and his wife and his two daughters took them by the hand. They begged. They pleaded. They cried. They wanted them to leave that place. And there they sat, never making a decision, never making a move, never doing anything to change or make anything any better. You know what was missing in Lot's life? You know what was missing in Lot's wife's life? Salt! That's what they needed. If they'd had salt in Sodom, it might not have burnt to the ground. Until they hesitated to the point until the angels took them by the hands and picked them up and set them out of place. We sang the song, I'll be somewhere listening for my name. Without some seasoning, you'll never hear it. Oh, it'll be seasoned with salt. I'm not finished with Lot and his wife. Let's go on. Instead of doing what the men told Lot to do, he begged them to go into another city, didn't he? Instead of going to the mountains, like he was told to do. You know why Lot's life was such a wreck? The salt had lost its savior. And as they walked toward the city, no doubt Lot's wife thought about those children, those married children she had. Back there in Sodom. May have had grandchildren back there in Sodom. They were told not to look back, weren't they? We used to sing a song, I've come too far to look back. Lot's wife turned in sorrow. She turned in regret. And as a result of turning back, she was turned into a pillar of salt. 
When we think of that, we think of her standing there statuesque. We think of her standing there like a, like a statue that we, you'd see in downtown Newport or something of that nature. There she is, a woman turned into a pillar of salt. What happened to her? Can't you imagine that in the course of time, in days to come, that it rained in that land and country? Can't you imagine that over the course of days, months, years, it rained and that salt slowly began to dissolve and wash down and her, her caricature washed down and washed away and totally dissolved. You know what happened to Lot's wife? She lost her Savior. She had never felt that good old stirring of spirit inside. I'm here to tell you today, without the Spirit, you'll never do any good for the Lord. Without the Spirit... You'll never see your people saved. Without the Spirit, we'll never be able to have church. Without the Spirit, that's all that matters, folks. It's not in how many we have on a number. I know our number's small this morning, and I thank God for everybody that's here. It's good to see you, and I love you, and I'm glad that you come to be with us this morning. But I'm here to tell you today, I'm going to have the Spirit of God as the house. Bottoms this morning. The Bible also says this every sacrifice should be seasoned with salt. We know why. As we were talking about the meat offering earlier, people used to kill hogs and cure the ham in the smokehouse. I remember growing up, my papa Strange had a smokehouse. That's where they hung their meat. Rubbed with salt to cure, to preserve. Every sacrifice should be seasoned with salt. To me, that tells me if I'm going to do something for the Lord, my sacrifice better be seasoned with salt. The good spirit. Now listen, I may like to sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, but because I like it does not mean that's what the Lord wants. If it's not seasoned with salt, if the good spirit's not in it, it may be a pretty sound, but it's as a, as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I'm here to tell you today, spirit is what matters, and our services need to be seasoned with it. Our prayers need to be seasoned with it. Our lives need to be seasoned with it. Whenever we interact with a neighbor, whenever we interact with folks at Walmart, when we interact with our spouse, our lives need to be seasoned with salt. I'm afraid, and I've not seen much of it at Dutch Bottoms, but I'm afraid there's a lot of times that people do things out of pride instead of doing things out of season. Instead of doing things with salt. And I've seen that. 
Friend, you're never going to help anybody unless you got a little seasoning. It's going to be the same. Well, here you go. I was raised on sick days. We ate them a lot, baby. We ate them about once a week. You just got soup beans if you don't put any salt on them. And you eat them over and over and over and over, they're going to be the same old bland taste you always had. If we do the same old thing, the same old way, and there's never any seasoning with it, it's going to be the same old bland stuff we've always had. We have to be seasoned with salt. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, I'm afraid we've got a lot of folks, a lot of people that claim the moniker of church of, of Christian or church member or whatever you want to put it, but they lost their savor a long time ago. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It bothers me when I see people that never want to proclaim the goodness of God. When I see people that never are invested in what's going on in church. That they never want to. And listen, there's more to a testimony. I could stand up and talk for an hour and then go out and live like the devil and it not mean a thing. I tell you, if you want to see whether or not my life is seasoned, Watch how I walk when I walk through the door. When I leave this place. I can get near to something that I know I'm not supposed to be into. And the salt. That fire shut up in my bones will begin to move. It'll begin to warn me. Friend, that's what salt will do. It purifies preserves. Don't you want your life to be seasoned? Don't you want your life to make somebody else's better? Don't you want your life to be something? Now listen. There are people whose names are on everything under the sun. Mine, if we're not broke, may wind up on a tombstone. And that may, over the course of time, as time stands, that may get knocked over or broken or something of that nature. But because the old saints of God took their shaker, because their lives were seasoned with salt. Because their words, their testimony was seasoned with salt. How about your life today? Is your life the same old bland thing that it's been for years and years? Are you willing to pick up that shaker and season your life with salt? Preacher, I've tried. I just can't get to it. Follow your knees. 
Ask God, at least I believe there was a time that David saw lost his savor. He said, Create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. Then, well, I'll teach transgressors your way. Notice what he said. Then, he couldn't do it. When he had lost his savor, he had to get back to where the origin of the salt was. Lisa requests prayer for her neighbor that's got cancer. I'd like to see that man be healed. Most of all, I'd like to see him be saved. But I've never met the man. I've never talked to him. Lisa has. Marvin probably has. Joanne. You know what will interest that man and get him to wondering what they've got that he doesn't? The season, the spirit, the love, the kindness. One fourteen in the green book. Ever since Jesus saved and pardoned, I've been singing every day. I've never been sorry. Praise the Lord that I trusted His name. How about you? Has the good old salt made your life better? Has the good old spirit in your life made your life, brought your life joy? Has the good old power of God in your life brought peace when you were troubled? That's what the salt does. I've told this little story before, and I'll tell it, then I'll close. I was about 12 years old, and I'm, I'm guessing. We've got some folks maybe about to be close to that age here. I was about 12. I went to church with my Papa Strange. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And after the Sunday morning service, this is how we used to do things before we got so isolated, before everything we needed was on the internet. After church on Sunday morning, we'd go to their house we'd have fried chicken or whatever Mama would fix that day. Us, them, brothers and sisters and their family, and we all got together and we all played and we all had a good time and enjoyed one another. When I was 12, he was diagnosed with scleroderma. It's a disease that makes your tissues harden. And it attacks one of the major organs and it'll shut down. And your fingers, your extremities will begin to turn black and harden and you won't be able to bend your joints. They dissolve. He passed away. And I was over at their house. And my heart was broken. And then the salt spoke. He said, go up there on the hill behind the barn and pray. And I slipped off and went up behind the barn and put my knees on a big slate rock. And I began to pray and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Tears rolled down my face. And then the Lord spoke. 
this all spoke. It said, I've got you, said. Everything's going to be all right. And I went up troubled, but I came down with peace in my heart because I'd, I'd felt a little seasoned. I'd felt some salt in my life. Let me just relay this to you. Wherever it was that you got saved, may have been right here. May have been over here. We've got a son that was saved in the floorboard of the Fort Windstar van. In the parking lot up there near where the men's den used to be. Had one son saved at home in the floor of our bedroom. My mother got saved in the front seat of a core bar. Wherever it was that you got saved, that soul is still preserved. That salt, that good feeling that you felt, you're still preserved. You're still one of God's children. I often think, and I was blessed to know all my grandparents, I often think and wonder if I've lived a life they'd be proud of. Now listen, I've got a piece of paper. My mom gave it to me. It lists J.D. Strange as my dad. Patsy Hubbard Strange is my mom that proves I'm a strange. If I went out and did something totally shameful, if I went out and did something that I could be locked up for for years and years and years, they may not even want my name affiliated with theirs, but I'd still be one night on a half bed about a mile and a half from here I became a Christian saved by the grace of God seasoned with salt I've not always lived perfect and I know why there's times that I've, I've done things that the Lord looked at me and shook his head Brought tears to his eyes. But I'm still his. He's still mine. And I've still got the salt in my life. There's been times I've lost the savor. Times I've had to go back. Now listen. Ye are the salt of the earth. Does it know what it said? But if, the, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Life is just bland without the salt. It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the feet of men. Yeah, we're in a mess. 
but it's going to take a little salt to make life better. It's going to take you being willing. Let your speech be seasoned with, be with grace and be seasoned with salt that you may know how to answer every man. And what's that matter, preacher, when I'm at the Walmart and the cashier's talking to me? The Bible also says we'll give an account for every idle word. I'd much rather the words that come out of my mouth be seasoned with salt as for them to be idle. How many things we think of run through our mind, come out of our mouth, and in a heartbeat it could hurt somebody. In a heartbeat. It could cause grief, heartache, pain. We better be seasoned with salt. I told this. Right here was our pew. They called for a handshake. A little eight-year-old boy got up and come around the corner. I told you about how the countenance of the men on the front row of the church I went to had changed. You know what they had? Seasoned. They'd been seasoned with salt. They had something I didn't have and I realized it. Realized I was a sinner and asked the Lord to save me. If we want our people to be saved, our lives need to have some seasoning. Our testimonies need to have God in them. The songs we sing, the words we say, the love we give needs to be seasoned with salt. 